I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The 11 to 1 Show. I don't want to say this too loudly in case I scare it off, but it looks as if summer has officially arrived. Yeah, the good weather. It's here to stay. Fantastic news. There's Cher. If I could turn back time. Look, I had a whole plan here this morning on the programme and it's been scuppered. The plan has been scuppered. I was told to go directly into a song because there's something happening uh, behind the scenes here and lots of people uh, who are messaging in are obviously in on this because Chris Murray let the cat out of the bag this morning and told everyone that it's my birthday today. So it is my birthday. And uh, I've been told to go straight into a song because there's there, there's something happening in the kitchen. I'll report back after the course. There's the course. Run away. I, I yeah, look, I can't run away from it. I am a year older, and you know I'm actually grand about it. Thirty nine today. Nearly the big four zero, and. I'm trying to think back to when I turned 30 and I kind of freaked out. Turning 30, like, I mean, think about it. I freaked out turning 30. I'm actually grand about it, turning 40 next year. Yeah, 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 but still a baby. I'm still a baby, 39 today. Thank you so much for all the messages. The cake was absolutely delicious. I uh, completely stuffed it into my face. <laughs> I really did. Um, now, we were whisper- I was whispering earlier on because I don't, don't want to, you know, scare off the nice weather. And I hope you did enjoy the fantastic weather at the weekend. And it looks as if it's set to stay because Met Erin, they are forecasting highs of 24 degrees for the week ahead. So uh, with no rain expected just yet. Maybe like a, we don't mind a smattering now, a little smattering and then back to the sun. And it just, oh, just puts you in good form, doesn't it? And um, I have to say, I did make the most of it at the weekend. Spent the majority of the yesterday afternoon in the M1 retail park. Yeah, I know. Look, it's one of those things. A trip to Smith's, right, with young children is never simple, particularly when that child has a rake of vouchers that he wants to spend. Um, you know, lots of decisions had to be pondered over as the sun was blazing outside, you know. Will I pick the ridiculous foam boomerang that is guaranteed never to return? Or will it be the oversized bubble sword that will spill? as soon as it's opened. I mean, decisions, decisions that were pondered over. You know what I think as well? Children should never be left to their own devices when it comes to buying a toy because they're going to pick something, right, that is going to be broken. 
in about like five minutes. I guarantee it. Or lost, you know, or a bit's going to fall off it or something like that. Uh, although when he was, he, I don't know what it is about, um, you know, like the the sort of silly section of the toy shop, right? They're normally around the till as well. Oh yeah, they get you at the till for another ridiculous thing to buy as you go out the door. But I can understand the appeal as a child, you know, like all the sort of silly things like so spinning gadgets that don't do anything like yo-yos were sometimes in that mix as well. Bubbles, that kind of stuff. All there littered and they're all really, you know, brightly coloured, all that sort of stuff. And um, (laughs) we was there pondering over this stuff yesterday and it did bring me back because bubbles, playing with bubbles was a favourite toy of mine. And I always associate the little coloured bottles with my childhood. And I used to always get them down the market in Drogheda of a Saturday morning. Bubbles. Oh, listen. And then, of course, you'd spend the whole afternoon, you know, blowing them away. And then you'd try and emulate the bubble mixture with your own water and fairy liquid and it didn't work. It was either too sudsy or not enough suds. It was disaster. But it, that's what it reminded me of yesterday as I was watching them. And um, of course, he went for the boomerang and the bubble sword because look at why not? If you have vouchers and they're there to be spent, what you know, what else would you be spending them on? Only nonsensical things. Speaking of nonsensical things, there's a certain TV show that is back in our life. There's lots of buzz about it this morning. I'm going to tell you all the details of the cast and when it's on and all the rest right after these. The 11 to 1 show. It's back and you only have a few days left now before it's just going to be flooded with, you know, your social media is going to be flooded with it. Your TV is going to be talking about it constantly. It's going to be reported here. It's going to be reported in newspapers as well. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's going to have to go. Look, go with it. Go with it. I've learned long ago that when it comes to this show, you're just better off going with it. Right. And just sort of embracing it. I am talking about Love Island. The cast has been revealed and I can tell you exclusively this morning lots of information about them, right? Okay, they're all blonde. They're all super toned. They're all in their 20s. Oh, and uh, yeah, they're all tanned. That's literally all you have to know about the new cast, right? But fans of this series, right? You're going to be given the chance to vote for which contestants will be paired up before the season of the summer season uh, even launches. Yeah. So you're going to be given the power to choose who's coupled up in the first episode. So host Maya Jama told Good Morning Britain this morning about this surprise. So she says, as soon as you see them, it's a big decision to make. Uh, So the contestants have made their own decisions on who to couple up with. But the public will be given the power to decide so they can forget about, you know, their own decisions (laughs) with regards to this. So she says, you know, we can kind of make notes Start jotting down who you think should be together and then when it starts, off you go. So voting opens Thursday morning at 8am on the Love Island app and then closes Friday at 9. Okay, so we can get to... We have the power. And then, of course, it returns to our screens on June the 5th. Look, it'll be on here and there in my house we're not huge fans of this but I do kind of get swept up in some of the scandal and drama that goes on with it I'm only human after all but I won't be sort of setting my video you know timer or whatever TV timer to be watching it but it will be everywhere so my my and you know if you're in an office that you know have fans with love you know that have Love Island fans in it 
it'll just embrace it just start watching it because you're just going to be left out of conversations at lunchtime and at coffee breaks and stuff you know uh, so yeah June the 5th but you can vote in advance Love Island app Thursday morning at 8am Counting days Lewis Capaldi with Bruises that's the song they'll be playing you know when the couples break up in Love Island Alfie said I just ruined his day talking about it I'm so sorry Alfie I apologise. I will warn you in advance when there is any Love Island talk. I actually think it would be great if somebody like Alfie, who just, you know, detests the idea of this sort of a programme being on, would actually just watch it and give a bit of a critique for us on the show. I think that would be great. I think that would be great. Because, you know, Jerry Kelly was sort of rolling his eyes at Love Island and he started watching it kind of as an experiment last year and the man is addicted. He is addicted to it now. So he'll definitely be chatting about it. Now, if Love Island is near speed now, this is something much nicer than Love Island. Community historian Brendan Matthews, he is back in action for the summer and these are always really, really enjoyable. He's going to be leading the second uh, in his series for the Walk and Talk History and Heritage Tour. And it's starting on Wednesday evening, so this coming Wednesday, May 31st, and it starts off 7.30pm at St. Peter's Hill at the top of Peter Street. So he's going to be there talking about uh, the immediate area there, then moving on to the Tulsa. And uh, he's, that was obviously the scene of a number of executions in the 18th century. Then they're going to move on then to the Augustinian Chapel. Uh, very intriguing history there. And then uh, on and on anyway over to Morality Street. There's going to be lots there to, to, to discuss and explore. Brendan is brilliant. He, you know, devotes so much of his time to uncovering these brilliant histories and often really intriguing stories around the area. He doesn't charge for doing this, but uh, he does accept some donations to continue the research and study. So it's going to be on Wednesday at 7.30pm, St. Peter's Hill. That's where it begins there on the top of Peter Street. There's Wham, I'm your man on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, this week, the Board Bia Bloom returns from the 1st of June to the 5th and the National Dairy Council is delighted they are presenting a show garden at the event again this year. We're going to be finding out more about this with Cathy Curran. We're going to meet her next. The 11 to 1 show. Ireland's largest garden festival returned this week as Board Bia Bloom gets underway from the 1st to the 5th and uh, the National Dairy Council is delighted. They are presenting a show garden again at the event this year featuring a number of exciting talks and discussions from Ireland's top sports stars, broadcasters, futurists and scientists. This year's garden pays particular attention to the crucial role climate plays in the quality and sustainability of farming. Joining me now to tell us more is Cathy Curran. She's Communications Manager from the National Dairy Council of Ireland. Cathy, you're very welcome. How are you getting on? Good, good. It's, it's all go, Sinead. Oh, busy there. week. Busy <laughs> week, absolutely. Busy week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, it's always such a great event every year, but uh, why did the National Dairy Council decide to get involved in the festival? Yeah, I think, look, for us, it's, it's just a really good fit for what we're trying to do, which is really to get the farmer voice out to the urban community. And, and Bloom, as you probably can imagine, is a large consumer gathering of about 110,000 people over five days largely urban so it gives us an opportunity to get the sustainable dairy production message across to an urban consumer um in a really exciting um and kind of conceptual way so this year our garden very much focuses on climate and weather mm-hmm. and how ireland's largely very wet climate um actually really helps with dairy production and that makes us a unique um country in the world for producing probably the best dairy produce globally so it's pays homage to the Irish climate and honours the role that, you know, climate plays in quality 
and sustainable farming business. Um, the centrepiece of the garden had quite a wild kind of front garden with native Irish planting. And then there's um, a large installation built in the kind of back of the garden with transparent reflective boxes representing a sculptural ode to the clouds and a metaphor for modern farming. So it's quite, it's quite conceptual. There's a lot going on there. And I love that idea. Yeah, I love that idea of of this huge installation in in the centre, like as you say there, representing clouds. And and you, you worked with a really interesting company with regards to this. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a company called Good Plaster Company, which are earning about six years, but they originally set up in the Ukraine and they've now, obviously due to um, the challenges of war, mm-hmm. have moved their operations to the Netherlands, but they basically have produced this sort of unique polygad surface material made from 100% recycled plastic, um, which helps obviously brands make a more visible commitment to sustainability. Um, so it was founded in 2018, and they now have created over 500 projects for more than 250 clients. Wow. Everything from Nike to Adidas, McDonald's. So really great to see a really successful Ukrainian company um, going global, essentially, and, and, and being really successful with it. So we're delighted to have their installation in the garden. I think it's going to be really, really eye-catching, really different. Oh, it definitely uh, will. And, and tell me yeah. a bit about the, the designer, because you've, um, you've been working with uh, Benny McGuinness, is it? McGuinness, McGuinness, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's from Monaghan, actually, and um, he's a creative designer, heavily involved in multiple design disciplines. So gardening is just one of the things he does, but he does. he's also involved in landscape, creative art and visual, from product and furniture design to realising concept installations for public spaces and company brands. So he's even done music festivals and stuff. He's oh. just really, really creative. It's, it's a lot more than just the garden yes. uh, piece that he does, but, but certainly we're delighted to have him. Uh, doing our garden this year and actually he produced the Minions Garden last year for Universal Pictures. Oh, that was fantastic. I saw that all over social media. It was brilliant. Yeah, probably one of the more memorable gardens uh, from Bloom 2022. But yeah, no, it, was, it was kind of very, very different. Um, there was a DJ on set for the whole five days. Yes. I remember well. So it was very, it was, it was very exciting. Um, so, yeah, so in, in, in addition to our garden, we have a number of uh, panel discussions and talks mm. taking place over the five days, which is, which is really exciting, kind of bring the garden alive um, for people visiting as well. So on Thursday, the 1st of June this week is World Milk Day. So we always yes. do a lot to, to highlight that. And we have a kind of a sports panel discussion with Rob Carney, the ex-Rugby International for Ireland, speaking with Ema Considine, who is also um, a very well-known female rugby player. And they're going to be chatting to Joe Malloy all around kind of what they've been doing, but also talking largely about the Rugby World Cup, which is on in September. Um, and then on Friday, we have our youth captain, Thomas, who will be emceeing a panel discussion all around the future of food with a number of interesting food people, including um, Dee Laffin, dietitian Sarah Keogh and Grace Binchy from Bordea. And then on Saturday, we're focusing a lot on the weather and climate piece, just because it fits with our, our garden this year. We have a, a panel of weather experts, yep. including Martin King from Virgin Media and Joanna Donnelly from RTE and Matt Aaron. So that's going to be a really exciting panel discussion. And then following that, we have a number of uh, farmers and farmer advocacy experts taking part in various panel discussions, including some people from UCD Ag Science. They'll be talking all around the science behind the grass and what farmers are doing all over Ireland to plant, you know, to farm more sustainably. I think that's uh, going to be really interesting for people yeah. as well because I, there yeah. has been a huge move and a huge shift in, among the farming community to kind of being putting an emphasis on sustainability. 
Absolutely, Sinead. And like, there's <coughs> amazing work. I think we always hear one side of the story, but yes. there's fantastic measures being carried out by farmers all over Ireland um, in tandem with a number of schemes that are run by Board B and Chagask. Um, so they are doing, you know, some fantastic stuff, um, really on a journey to lower emissions, which is just so important in terms of protecting um, Ireland's environment going forward and but keeping uh, sustainable dairy production going in Ireland. So I think it's, yeah, there's some great stuff in terms. We're going to have some really interesting talks over the five days it's going to be really exciting it, it definitely is and like you say that striking garden I mean I, I've only ever seen the imagery online and stuff from Bloom I've never actually gone to it myself but I do hear that it's just an, a really fantastic uh, day out even just for the family yeah there is and besides well that's exactly it so it's um, it's Board Bia have their own site at Bloom 2023 so if you google it it'll come up or yep. go through Board Bia but there is um, loads on like besides the 20 show gardens there's huge amount of food, events, stages, um, theatres, live stuff happening. So it's a really, really good day out for, for the family and loads of stuff for kids as well, as always. So, so yeah. That's always along. a win. That's always a win. Yeah. Plus, we, we know that the weather is going to be quite the good. Which is fantastic. Yeah, That's what we want. We don't want anyone having gardens wilting and all that sort of stuff. But oh, it's all, oh, God, we don't definitely don't want that. Um, we definitely but, don't want that. Yeah, no, it should be a great event, Sinead. We're very excited. Well, it looks like uh, this is going to be really interesting what you guys are doing uh, for, for the festival, Cathy. I'll let you get back to it because you're no doubt so, so busy. But thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Sinead. Thanks a million. Bye, bye, bye. By Cathy Curran there, the Board Bia Bloom Festival running from the 1st to the 5th. All those different events that the National Dairy Council are running, you can find them on their website as well. But you can find uh, tickets on boardbeabloom.com. Keen Duck Row, I'll be waiting. Today is paperclip day. Now, you might roll your eyes at that, but what have I told you? That the paperclip had a connection a very important connection to World War Two. All that and more coming up in the Northeast Update. Plus, I've got music from Leanne Rhymes. The eleven to one show with Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. The LMFM Drive. With Busseron, make travel easier and download the TFI Go app. The TFI Go app allows you to buy tickets directly from your phone. To find out more, visit busseron.ie today. Why, Rosie, what's wrong, Pat? Oh, Lizzie, he's spending all the pension trying to hit the jackpot and win a few pounds to buy some hate and oil. Ah, Rosie, if it's a hate and oil you're after, you'll be giving you the chance of winning 500 quota void free through the VIP loyalty programme at Nile Clark Oils, and it's less than half nothing to enter. I always wanted to be a VIP. <laughs> Get the VIP treatment with Nile Clark Oils. Order your home heating oil online today at nileclarkoils.com and get instant access to our new VIP loyalty programme. Nile Clark Oils, hard to beat for your heat. Don't put your boiler service on the back burner. This summer, Borgosh Energy is offering new and existing customers 20% off. It's never been easier to keep your home running efficiently. Simply book your boiler service online with our trusted and qualified engineers to get 20% off at BorgoshEnergy.ie. Borgosh Energy, imagine a better way. T's and C's apply, subject to availability. Discount valid until 31st of July. Visit boardgoshenergy.ie for more. The 11 to 1 show.
with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. We're going back in time very shortly to the 1800s and a fairly iconic sugary drink was created on this day. But first, time for some music. Here's Leanne Rhymes. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1886, American pharmacist John Pemberton begins to advertise his patent medicine, Coca-Cola. Medicine it started off as in Atlanta in Georgia. And today is Paperclip Day. Now the Paperclip, as we know, it was most likely designed by a Norwegian inventor, Johan, inventor Johan Valer. Years later though, during World War II, the paperclip was used as a symbol of the Norwegian resistance to Nazi German occupation. It was meant to show solidarity with others during those difficult times. So the clips were worn in the coat lapels. The Nazis saw this as a show, uh, this show of solidarity as a threat and prohibited paperclips altogether, threatening people who dared wear them with severe punishment. So there you go. A lot more to meets the eye to the humble paperclip. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Gavin James with Always on 11 to 1. News at 12 is approaching, but after that, and she's not just an unfaithful wife. Many layers to James Joyce's iconic character, Molly Bloom, as we're going to find out with actress Aideen Maloney. We're going to meet her after 12. The 11 to 1 show. At the age of 81, Martha Stewart has done something quite bold. I'm going to tell you all about it after Ed Sheeran. I will remember how you kissed me Under the lamppost back on 6th Street Hearing you whisper through the phone Wait for me to come home there's Ed Sheeran with the photograph. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. They say a picture says a thousand words and this picture definitely speaks volumes because I think a lot of people were surprised by this. Martha Stewart has done something quite bold and she says that she hopes that her appearance on the cover of Sports Illustrated in a swimsuit at the age of 81 inspires people to try new things no matter what stage of life you are in. So, the US businesswoman and TV personality is the oldest woman to be featured on the cover of the annual magazine and, you know, Sports Illustrated as always, you know, you know, let's be honest, young, lean, athletic looking bodies the majority of the time. So it's a big move for them. Now, the woman looks incredible, can we just say, at 81. Stunning, stunning. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'd have the guts to do that at this age, never mind 81. Uh, but there you go. And she has uh, obviously interview inside as well. And she says, uh, I'm so thrilled to be on the cover of this swimsuit, swimsuit issue. And she says, my motto has always been when you're uh, through changing, you're through. So I thought, why not? 
be up for this opportunity of a lifetime. I hope the cover inspires you to challenge yourself to try new things no matter what stage of life you're in. Changing, evolving and being fearless. Those are all very good things indeed. And when I heard it was going to be on the cover, I thought, oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to be the oldest person ever on the magazine. I don't think about age very much, but I thought that this is kind of historic. It really is. And uh, apparently the article itself, the interview with her, is a lesson in ageless living. And I think it's really, really welcome change. And I know like there's been lots of different moves in the direction of, you know, showing different bodies at all different stages and different sizes and different shapes and things in the media. It's been embraced by some, not so much by others, but it's fantastic to see something like this. That is for sure. And um, a woman, she's very iconic, isn't she, Martha Stewart? And at 81 to be on the cover of Sports Illustrator is quite inspiring indeed. Fair play to her. There's Phil Linnett, Old Town. Now, she's one of the most complex and highly intriguing characters from Irish literature, Molly Bloom. And there's going to be a new daring, I'm going to say, theatrical production about Molly Bloom uh, being brought to the stage this week by a very interesting lady. We're going to meet her very shortly. She's an award-winning actress. She's performed extensively in theatre, film, audio and TV in New York, London and Ireland. She's founder and producing artistic director of New York's Fallen Angel Theatre Company and she is bringing this fantastic piece to the stage. It's Yes, Reflections of Molly Bloom. It's coming to Dreyhead Arts Centre. We're going to meet actress Aideen Maloney just after these. The 11 to 1 show. One of the most complex and highly intriguing characters from Irish literature is reimagined in a daring theatrical production being brought to the stage this week. Yes, Reflections of Molly Bloom is a journey into the mind and heart of James Joyce's most sensual hero, Molly Bloom, devised and performed by renowned actress Aideen Maloney. This show has been described as an unforgettable affirmation of love and joy and Aideen is bringing it to Drihad Art Centre in uh, Drogheda this week and I'm delighted she's on the line with me now. Aideen, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How how are you? Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm delighted to be talking to you. Oh, Absolutely thrilled. Thrilled myself here. Now, I have to clear something up, right? Because I saw something this morning and this has to be a rumour or something, Aideen. But I read that you started reading the most intimidating book in literature, James Joyce's Ulysses, at the <laughs> tender age of 10. I did. I'm an awful Egypt. <laughs> How, how did really you get are. your hands on this I, at the age of 10? Well, actually, I know how you got your hands on this. You came from <laughs> such a cultural uh, background with the, both parents. No doubt prized this into your hands at, the, at that age. Hardly. No, not at all. <laughs> we didn't have a television. Uh, you know, it was early days for my father and the chieftains. And we, we just, you know, we just didn't have TV or, you know, added uh, expenses, you know, in, in the home. But we were avid readers. My mother uh, encouraged us greatly, you know, when my dad was away on tour. And um, I ran out of books. Literally, I ran out of children's books. I had nothing to read. And I was like, you know, I used to raid the shelves or whatever I could find. And I, I found this old dusty copy of a book <laughs> with a name that I couldn't pronounce. But um, so I started reading it. And um, so as a child, I uh, and I still do this. Uh, maybe it's the, the actress Amir, the drama in, in me. I like to read out loud. Yes. And um, and of course, uh, Joyce wrote this to be read out loud, in my opinion. Mm. And um, it's like a piece of music. So the rhythms and the flow of it just 
come off the tongue really easily. And um, so, I, you know, I was reading it out loud in my room and it was like, oh, my God, I know some of these characters, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I could see them dancing around me. And uh, it was just and, and I loved the thrill that he was breaking all the rules yes. of glamour. Yes. all the rules. And, and of course, being, you know, I was in school at the Sisters of Charity there in Milltown in, in St. Anne's in Dublin. And, you know, um, this was breaking all the rules. And I was like, and of course, they were dirty bits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> De- definitely not uh, suitable for, you know, nice uh, young, you know, nice girls. Do you know what I mean? No. Definitely not. No. And, and, and you just like, I'm thinking back, I studied this in university and I still didn't finish it. Can I, and I've admitted that openly now on oh. radio. I still haven't finished it. But, you know, obviously you were completely captivated by it. But it is, as you say, there, there, there is so much to unpack in it. I mean, you can read and reread and reread passages of it. It is, you know, it, obviously it is one of the greatest books written uh, of all time, and you know by Joyce. But um, you know, I can, I can see that uh, this idea of um, bringing Molly Bloom to life in a new way is 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 such a, an interesting idea because look, you know, in the book we only see her through the eyes of men. That's the first thing. That's it. So is Bingo. this kind of why? Is this why? To, yeah, yeah, hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, we, we just subconsciously have absorbed an interpretation um, that I think is very. Um, I, I personally think it's it's very much a male interpretation, mm. the traditional interpretation. I don't see it that way, and maybe it's because I read it when I was, you know, very young. And children don't question things; they just absorb and let it flow through. And I think that's what go, uh, the goal that uh, Joyce had. Um, so I, I, I see it very differently. I see it as a maze of, of veins and arteries of a story that he's really trying to tell. And um, so, you know, it took me 20 years to, um, to, to so unearth a through line or the main artery of the story I'm trying mm. to tell uh, with, yes, reflections of Molly Bloom. And um, so it, it, it is, I, it's an extraordinary book. And I really see her as, you know, I don't actually see her as male or female. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Uh, no, I don't. I, I think, I think she, he has used the metaphor as, a, a, you know, as a woman. Yes. In the dark. What happens in the middle of the night? It's the, it's the most fragile time of our existence, of life. It's, you know, mm. and, it, and we are waiting for the sun to rise again. We are ra- waiting for an, a new dawn or springtime. I see her as, as she is life. She is um, uh, the yes that begins and ends the peace. It's the first breath when we come into this world. It's a gasp of yes. Yes. <laughs> and, when, and when we go out of this world, it, we are gasping for yes, I want to hold on to life. Life is precious. It is, uh, it, and the entire piece is a celebration of life, the, the ugly side and the beautiful side, as we all are, you know, as oh, totally. Beings. Nothing is, you know, is pure or, or, or um, it's not black and white. It's complex. And I think it's beautifully written. And I see her as Earth, um, you know, um, 
wondering, you know, you know, uh, traveling, trying to reconnect with the springtime, trying to find purpose because she is a woman at the crossroads of her life. Oh, totally. And she's looking at everything uh, going backwards as well. I want to go into that in a second, but like coming back to the word yes, because the word yes was really important to Joyce. And he saw that as being quite a feminine word, didn't he? Mm hmm. Uh, he did indeed. But I, I think, you know, I think, you know, people say, oh, you know, the Molly Bloom is, you know, is certainly uh, shaped uh, uh, around his wife, uh, Nora Barnacle. Yes, a lot of people um, say and, that. Yeah. And I and I do I do agree with that to a certain extent. There is definitely a woman in there. Uh, but I also and dare I say it, I think it's him. Right. Uh, and why not put that, you know, I think it's him as well. Because a lot of people think Bloom is him, which it is, to, like massively. I think all of it is. But yeah. I think I think these are all, I think she, when they refer, you know, I, I, th- I just see the book as a slightly different, in a different perspective, in a bigger picture. Yeah. As he has used it in, uh, you know, real characters, real people, people, you know, that we can identify with. But I think... When in all references to Molly Bloom, to Molly, um, I believe she is life. I believe she's, he is referring to life itself, to Ireland itself. Oh, that's really world. interesting. Oh, I've seen her yeah. now in a co- totally different way yeah. now. Because she, like, as we said at the start, you know, as well, she's very much dismissed an awful lot of the time. Like, I mean, if you, it's an interesting when you Google her, which I haven't done in so long, but I Googled her this morning and the rabbit hole that you can fall down in terms of analytical essays and all this sort of stuff. Uh-huh. But they do sort of dismiss her as the unfaithful wife, which of course, okay, there's aspects of that but like you say there's so many different layers to her and I love that I love that you brought it back to just an essence of Irishness Ireland you know earth maybe goddess all that sort of stuff well she needs to procreate she needs Mm. springtime and I don't think it's about I don't think any of it is about uh, the love that we traditionally uh, associate with between uh, couples between Uh, a partner of your choice. I don't actually see it like that. I see it as the affair that she is having is that she needs to have, you know, it's, she is nature. She is life. She is this earth. She needs the, the, the yin and the yang. She needs the male. Yes. And I actually think that that's what the affair is about. And, and she's, you know, dreadfully lonely. So lonely, because he's off gallivanting. He's gallivanting. He's off having millions of affairs with painted women. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he is. And God only knows who else. And she's a very lonely woman. She has lost, she lost her son, her Mm. child, her baby, and she needs to have another child. She needs to, and you know, her, her time is waning. Her life is waning. She's not a young girl. And her fertility is waning. Yes. And, um, uh, and you know, it's, it's a desperateness. So I see it as a bigger picture. And, um, and she seeks to reanimate that love with her husband. But in doing so, she, she discovers herself and that she is the female. She is the male and the female, that she is bigger than all of that, that she is life.
And, you know, um, uh, just to remind people maybe as well and pe- people who've read this or people maybe who haven't, but Molly really, like her soliloquy at the end is probably the only sort of part that you really kind of get the essence of, of who she is. Because like we say, she, she's been spoken about sort of throughout the book and then this is a big chunk that is kind of, I suppose, the starting point for you, uh, Aideen, in com- terms of creating s- some of this. But, um, you know, she seems to kind of only connect with Leopold through the past and you get the sense that she's given up so much for him, you know, a career, you know, her talent, all of that. Correct. I mean, it's a very contemporary piece. Uh, It's very relevant. Um, It is relevant. She is a human being or she she is, you know, a woman uh, who needs to find purpose and Mm. and she doesn't have purpose. And it's, he has set it on purpose and at a very... Uh, strange time, you know, it's the middle of the night. Yeah. And, um, and of course, what do women do? Women of a certain age whose fertility is waning is, is they pace the floor. They, <laughs> they are up all night. Yeah. My Molly Bloom is not in the bed. Right. My Molly Bloom is, is on her feet. It's within her mind. Um, I've taken it out of the bed and, uh, we go it, it much deeper. It's very physical. It, you know, um, it's it's a bit more modern. It's more abstract in that it, it you know we really go into her mind uh, and um, um, and and how, what you know we see her physicalize what she is what she is feeling. And uh, I'd imagine it, it it must be so challenging because this is a one woman show, obviously, and as you say, quite physical. Is it challenging because you're on stage alone for such a lengthy period? Yes. It is challenging and, um, you know, the energy has got to be kept up. You have to keep your audience engaged and captured and, and on this journey that Molly is on. And, and, and thankfully, you know, I've, I've been doing it now for, you know, uh, since uh, 2019 mm. and, um, you know, in, in America. And so I, I know what it takes. And, uh, you know, uh, the strength, you know, uh, vocally and physically yeah. to, to be able to, to, to weave this story and to take an audience on this journey. And, um, um, in particular, women absolutely go mad for this. And I'm so thrilled. Oh, I mean, it's like. Oh, totally. Because when I saw women, the, even the introduction for this or the yeah. little blurb, I was like, I need, I needed to find out more about it because, like you say. And you don't it, have to have any knowledge of Joyce. Oh, totally not. Any like of it. This is something, this is. Women of a certain age really like go, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, like you say, it's, it's themes that we can totally connect to. You know, people. You know, like a lot of women will have, you know, various times in their life, I'm going to say this idea of a crisis of who am I? What is my purpose? You know, who am I here for? And and, 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 and how can I come back to myself? Which I think is a big thing because, you know, particularly when women start uh, having children, particularly there's a loss kind of of identity there, you know, demands of your of your work life. There's, you know, aspects of yourself are lost there, you know, and you sort of have to try and remind yourself, well, who am I and what am I? doing here yeah exactly and and it's no different for women in you know in in when this was published in the you know in 1920s you mm. know to to now you know there's no difference we are still beings maybe the scenario is a little slightly different 
But we are still, it doesn't matter how liberated a woman you are, or even if you're a woman who are in, you know, in late 60s, early 70s, 80s, 90s, you will identify with this woman yeah. and say, I, I get what she's after, you know, and it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. I don't shy away from the tragedy yeah. of Molly Bloom, which, you know, traditionally has been shied away from. It's, it's very a sexual piece. I don't see it as that like mm. that. Mm. And I don't portray it. Not that I shy away from the sexuality of it, but it's a little bigger. Yes, it's not just the sole focus. Yes, I understand. And the music, we have to talk about the music because Ah. this was written by your brilliant late uh, father, Paddy Maloney of of the Chieftains. I mean, how did this collaboration uh, come about and what a lovely way to to have him involved now in this. Oh God, yeah, it's it's. It's unbelievable. I, I, you know, and I'm so glad I did it. I, you know, we'd never collaborated. And of course, you know, whenever I hear my father's music uh, over, you know, since I was a child or hear him play live, it, it's almost, it, it's too much for me emotionally because it's like hearing a piece of myself. And even when I was a child and all the way, you know, as an adult, I, I mean, I obviously went to every concert I could and, and yeah. did everything I could, but it was, oh my God, the emotions that just, you know, bubble up in me and overwhelm me. So, um, so it, 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 you know, I had to do it. And mm. I always felt that, you know, it started off, I was doing a full audio version of the unabridged text uh, mm. for iTunes. And uh, that's the, we released that album together. But, you know, Joyce wrote the piece without punctuation, as you know, the monologue. Yes. And, you know, which is uh, three to four hours long. And, um, and it's written in seven sentences. And I thought, well, why, does he, why doesn't he have no sentences? Just mm. why does he have seven? So I always felt that, you know, well, use your imagination, Aideen. Perhaps she's drifting away yes. into sleep or perhaps she's drifting into her subconscious. Yes. Her subconscious is, is taking over. And what is that? That is what's niggling her. That's what she doesn't know much of and what she's trying to search for and connect with, which is her mother line, her maternal line, Um which is, you know, I need my mother. I need my identity. Who am I? Yes. And Molly is only half Irish. She's half, um, she was born in Gibraltar. Oh, sure, of and course. Her, yes. And, and she, she's was, kind of exoticized a little yeah. bit too. Yes, yes. Her mother was, uh, her mother's name was Lunita, which is Little Moon, Lunita Laredo. And, um, but it's also uh, an old Portuguese Jewish family name. So, um, there's all sorts of like connotations and hints to, and, and of course her, her obsession with Spain, Spain and mm. her passion and I have my mother's eyes and figure anyhow and, you know, so she's searching for that. So I, I asked my father to work with me and create music and to, you know, not to steer too far away from the Joycean, Joycean music as yes. well. And to sort of bring a little of that into it. So we had music between each of the sentences mm-hmm. and the seven sentences. And they were like overwhelming her. They, you know, they, they came through loud and clear. And uh, so obviously from that, then we worked on, uh, we had to minimize the music a little for the play. Because yes. we didn't want to be heavy handed with things. And, and well, you it, see the different mediums. I understand the audio, it'll yeah. work. Yeah, it'll work so much differently. Yeah. So the music, it, it, you know, there's one piece in particular. There's a song that Molly Bloom sings uh, as a girl. 
and the snippets of it all the way through. And she's always referring she to her first love. Yes. Yes. She says it's only the first time. After that, it's just the ordinary do it and think no more about it. And it's her first love. And, and she blends the two of them together, her and uh, him, Mulvey and Bloom. And both are set on a cliff on a hike. You know, mm. both are overlooking the sea, the host head and the rock at Gibraltar. So there's all these comparisons <clears throat> and connections. So I asked my father to record a little bit of this song called In Old Madrid and, um, and it, it, on the whistle. And I said, I don't want anything complex about it. It's a young girl. It should be pure and, and really, you know, unlayered with yeah. you know, anything else. And so that's, that's in the piece. That's in the play. And, um, and of course, every time I go on stage, not only do I hear my father's mm-hmm. music, but I hear him breathing in. I hear him. Oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely to have? But again, it must be because, you know, his passing was just, what, 2021. So, so, so recent. Uh, So that has to be affecting. But uh, no doubt adding to to the performance from yourself as well. I I think it's astounding what you've managed to do with this, Aideen. I I wish you all the the best with this coming to Drogheda. And you're going to be doing a workshop as well afterwards. Um, we're going to be doing a questions and answers oh, and, you know, a little yeah. chat with the audience and sure, you never know. We might invite them all up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, well, listen, thank you so, so much for joining me and having a, a, such an interesting chat and the best of luck with this on Thursday. Thanks very much. I can't wait to get to Drahada. Thank, thank you. you so much. Aideen Maloney there. Oh, she's fantastic. Drahid.com. That's where you're going to find all the details of it. It's called Yes, Reflections of Molly Bloom. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes visit localheroes.ie Just one job on the job search today RD Coach Trim are seeking qualified motor mechanics to join their expanding team based in RD County Loud this position will give the right candidate the unique opportunity to be trained in HGV mechanics if you'd like to apply please do so by email hr at rdcoachtrim.com and you can see all the details of our jobs on the local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Miley Cyrus there with the flowers going to take a quick break but we're back with music from Dermot Kennedy The 11 to 1 show Together for Hospice, the National Hospice Movement is returning and it's the 33rd year of this with 19 hospices around the country taking part. There's going to be a street collection on Friday the 9th of June and Saturday the 10th and uh, this year's campaign was launched. The uh, Hospice Sunflowers Day's ambassador, the wonderful Mary Kennedy, uh, was launched the whole thing and um, as well as the on-street collection, by the way, there is once again an opportunity for the public to support their chosen hospice or home care service online. 
online. So there's a virtual sunflower garden and it's going to be open until the end of June. So you can sponsor a virtual sunflower in memory of a loved one. And that's on sunflowerdays.ie. And of course, every euro raised uh, locally stays locally as well. And uh, supporters donating online will be able to select which hospice you wish to support. So that's really good as well. Uh, As people will know, hospice and specialist palliative home care services trade the country provide free of charge care and support to those living with a life limiting illness and also offer assistance to the patient's family members as well. So this is a really important campaign that happens every single year. So the 9th and the 10th of June and you can find more details sunflowerdays.ie Mr. Dermot Kennedy with Outnumbered. We are almost out of time, but I can tell you tomorrow on the show, we're going to be talking about a very interesting thing that's happening on the 25th of June. It's the Street Feast. So it's an annual day of street parties. We used to have these all the time when I was growing up. The street party, you know, when you get together with the neighbours. And I think we've lost a little bit of that. So we're going to be chatting about that on tomorrow's show, how you can get together with your neighbours and enjoy some conversation and share some food. So that's coming up tomorrow. That is my lot for today. Thank you so much for all of the birthday messages. I'm off now to stuff me face with cake and I'll chat to you tomorrow The 11 to 1 show Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.